0: It is the Cam and Joe Show at 89.9 The Light. Now, throughout the month of August, we've been focused in on a series dealing with our body image, the perceptions, the way that we see ourselves, and the impact that it has on our mental health, Joe. In a world where not much seems real, we want yeah. to try and keep it real. If you've missed anything, you can check out the full series at thelight.com.au.
1: Now, we've had many people reach out along the month of August, just impacted by what they've heard relating and having some great insights themselves. And we've had uh, Vanita reach out and you're with us today, Vanita. Thank you so much. Tell us how you reached out and why. Well, I reached out. Hello, everyone, first of all. I'm so excited to be here. I reached out because I was listening to the Body Beautiful session one night. I was driving and I was so moved by what people were saying about how they felt about their bodies. I actually had to pull over my car and I started crying Mm. because our inner critic is something that we all have. And I work with people uh, that are going through the most difficult times of their lives. I work with people who are going through separation or divorce and I coach people that are trying to find more meaning into their lives. And the one thing I have realized is that we all have our inner critic Mm. and it's not possible to compartmentalize it and say, well, it's only going to apply in terms of how I feel about my body. And if we don't understand our inner critic and learn to control it and change it, it starts to impact on your life.
0: When you say the inner critic, let's explore exactly yeah. what you mean by that. Is it just the inner voice that's in our head that is always implanting those negative thoughts? Is that what you mean by the inner critic, or is there more to it? So,
1: if, well, that's essentially what it is. But if we have a look at what it really is in terms of our brain and how our brain operates, our brain is there to keep us safe. It's, there to, it's a survival mechanism. And so as part of that, research has showed us that uh, our brain does have more negative thoughts and positive thoughts. So I guess the first thing to know is that we all have an inner critic. It's that same voice that tells you, don't cross the road unless you look both sides or don't touch this because it's hot. It's a bit like, you know, your, your mother perhaps putting your jacket on when you're cold. So we all have an inner critic. So we have to understand that it's there to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. But if we don't manage it, it goes too far. And then in my experience, it translates to one of three things. One is, I'm not good enough. Two is, I don't belong. Or three is, I'm not loved. Which relating it back to your body beautiful, isn't was the tagline something like, in a world where nothing seems real? Yes, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Well, I've got news for you. Your inner critic is telling you things that aren't real. <laughs> yeah. They're not real. It's yeah. not real that you're not good enough. Yes, It's not real that you're not loved. It's not real that you don't belong. You know, we try to teach children resilience. But in essence, resilience is being able to navigate those difficult moments with that internal self-belief.
0: I love the (laughs) thought of teaching children, which is essentially one of the things that you've done through this picture book, which you've released off the back of COVID when we all got really tested with our own mental Mm. health. It was a crazy couple of years, but the book's called The Teeny Tiny Voice. Tell us about why you put this together and what you hope to achieve, especially for the kids that are reading it.
1: Yes, well, during the long Melbourne Lockdown. Who can forget that? (laughs) Um, I was home with my three girls. I'm a single mum and life was getting a little bit boring and I had to find something to inspire myself. I actually started studying uh, an advanced diploma of the neuroscience of leadership. And what I learned is that children's brains have a high level of neuroplasticity. So it makes it easier for them to learn new skills. It's a lot easier for them to learn a language, for example, or learn an instrument than it is for us as adults. I had started writing an adult book around mindset. But when I learned this, I thought, we need to teach it to kids. We need to teach them young. Mm. Not that it's too late for us as adults. We can always, and we should always, be trying to change our inner voice. But what a powerful gift we could give children if they can learn this from young. And I have spent the last two weeks doing author visits. I've spoken to thousands of children. And I need to tell you about one experience from a, a young girl. She was four years old. And this little four-year-old girl came to me at the end and I will never forget what she said to me. She said, I have to remember to love myself. Oh, Oh. at four? At four years old. Could there be a more powerful message? Yeah, but the fact that at four she recognises that she does it. She's only been on this earth for four years and already is aware that she doesn't really have much love or kindness for herself. That's right. And, I mean, it's, it's just been incredible the things that children have said to me because I give them out stickers and I say, well, what's one thing kind you're going to say to yourself? Yeah. And as I give out stickers, they say these amazing things like, um, I've got this, or I'm going to tell myself I can get better at writing. And they've grasped the concept so much that if they are able to take that throughout their lives as a daily journey mm. to touch in with themselves, to say, am I being kind throughout the day, mm. then the impact on that is immense for when they become adults.
0: That's awesome. I want to come back to addressing the inner critic that we talked about earlier. And you said that it's something that we need to put into practice every single day. What's a couple of tips or things that we can do really easily to help us actually live that out in our everyday lives?
1: I believe that, um, and there's been a lot of research around mindfulness, around journaling, I have a self-kindness journal right next to my bed, and what I find is at the end of the day, if we spend only one minute to write down what we're grateful for, to write down how we can be kind to ourselves the next day, and if you can do that again in the morning, I think that sets your intention for the day, but if you're not inclined to journal and you find that too hard, then it's as simple as whenever you're not feeling good during the day, whenever you're feeling some sort of negative emotion which you're going to feel number one don't bag yourself about it mm. don't put yourself down even more even more you don't have to over it you don't have to give yourself a mini psych session <laughs> you just have to say I'm not feeling good right now what could I say to myself that's kind and in asking that very simple question it helps really bring yourself down to that topic of self-kindness
0: that's fantastic. Benita, thank you so much for my reaching pleasure. out initially after <laughs> yes. hearing one of these conversations because it's now led to this conversation, which I've thoroughly enjoyed, and I know that our listeners will have taken so much out of as well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank my you for pleasure. sharing a bit of your story and your expertise with us today.
1: Thank you. It's been my pleasure to be here, so thank you very much.